Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. I am your co-host, but today I'll be your host, Anthony Dittmar. That's on Twitter, Anthony Dittmar underscore. I am joined by my other co-host, Joe Farrow on Twitter. That is at the Joe Farrow. Um, Cody could not join us today. Um, has a lot of obligations. We want to get a pot out there for you guys recapping the playing game yesterday. So, Joe, how you feeling? Oh, man, I'm feeling great. That was an awesome game. I was there. I have spent way too much money on Nets tickets in the last couple of weeks. Uh, and they've all been kind of spur of the moment kind of thing. I mean, Anthony, me and you decided what? As soon as Kyrie got cleared to play oh, three yeah. days ahead of time that we're going to buy tickets. So we did that. Then we had already bought tickets for April 8th. Went to that Cavs game. And then I, my one friend hit me up uh, on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and said that and said, "Hey, you want to go to the game?" I'm like, "All right, fuck it." So we bought the tickets, man. I, it was so good to be there. The atmosphere was electric. They, the Barclays Center uh, workers, gave out free uh, towels to wave and free T-shirts to everybody. So that was a nice little welcoming right out of the gate. And obviously, we saw a great game and a huge and a fantastic outcome for the Nets last night in a really, really good game. So I'm feeling fantastic. That's awesome. How how was like so? Obviously, we want to take a little, a little moment of remembrance for the shooting that took place yesterday in Brooklyn by the practice yeah. of the Nets. I know it took a while for guys to get into the arena because of the extra security measures and the difficulty to get the game because of subway and stuff or issues. Did you guys take public transport? Or did you guys drive? Nah, I mean we were gonna drive anyway, but then we but but um. We looked at, we saw what happened yesterday morning and we were just like, yeah, there's no way we have to drive now. And I mean, we had to drive through that area coming from central Jersey to get over there. Um, and I mean, there was some, like, there was a couple of times where we sat and like st- bumper to bumper stand still for like 10 minutes, but that's also just like, that also happens on a regular day in Brooklyn. But I mean, yes, yesterday there was media like on every single corner, a lot of, lot of news anchors and cameras set up on every corner everybody's trying to cover the story near the area but it was it definitely was more difficult getting in yesterday you could tell while you were in there like people were still flooding in to the arena like midway through the second quarter and i mean by the fourth by the fourth quarter i mean obviously it turned out well like it ended up being a good game down the stretch and i mean the Nets definitely should have put it away earlier but people were still flooding in very late. But by the end of the game, that place was packed out, complete sellout, loud as all hell. I really don't know how it came across on the broadcast, but, man, it was loud in there, and everybody was fired up. 
Yeah, I could tell just by like the way like the crowd was looking in the second quarter when the Nets went up like had that big run in the second to go up like 20 points. I was just like the crowd right on the atmosphere is insane. Like if we didn't go to so many games yeah. the last few weeks, I was considering going to the play-in. Um, I was yeah. under the assumption that they would win the game. So I was kind of waiting to go to uh, later rounds because Tuesday I have class and stuff. So it was kind of like a tough, tough thing for me. But yeah, I'm glad the Nets pulled off the win. I'm glad you had a good time with the game. Great atmosphere. Let's talk about the game a little bit. So what a game of runs. I felt like that game was yeah. just like back and forth. Like every Nets game, honestly. So the Nets started off that game like pretty, doing pretty well. They first, halfway through the first, they're playing pretty well, training buckets. They're up seven. And they go up, they open up the end of the first quarter on like a huge run. End up, I think, leading 40 to 20 after run, after one. Kyrie had a nice buzzer beater. Go into the second. Cleveland gets it down to like 14 to 12 a couple of times, kind of hovering around there. And the Nets boom again, like, like, like a little bit. And then it gets down to 14 again at the half. Open the second quarter, go up 20. Then once again, in the always at the end of the third, it goes down to like 12. Then the fourth, it gets all the way down to six. And then you start like, oh shit, like what's going to go on here? Yeah. What's going to go on? Like, I don't know about you. I was a little nervous when it got down to six. No, and we were very nervous because Darius Garland was heating up late. And it was just like, man, what the fuck did we get ourselves into? It felt like we were, like, almost playing with our food a little bit because it just had that feeling like, okay, like, after the first quarter, it's like, okay, Claxton hits, like, a buzzer-beating jumper almost to end the first quarter, like a <laughs> long, long two. Yeah. And, and then that puts us up 20, and we're just like, oh, okay, like, we've got this thing handled. Um, but it's just like the, the Cavs stuck around, and there was a lot of talk on uh, the internet saying uh, can, uh, Karis LeVert, thinks he's still playing for the Nets or whatever everybody was saying. And that was pretty, that was pretty funny. Karis Lambert definitely did not play well, definitely did not play up to his standards, but it was just like Darius Garland put on an absolute show. And I mean, in that first quarter, what worked is every time he would attack, the Nets would just suffocate him in the paint. Like he couldn't do anything. And like Mobley obviously was getting his rebounds and he's just so long. And that guy was all over the place, but the Nets, it felt like throughout the game, started to get away a lot from the stuff that was working for them early on. They got back to that stuff, came defense on Garland late, uh, and that's how they were able to put the game away. But, man, it, it definitely was scary for a while. Kyrie couldn't miss through three quarters, well, literally. Start the game. Yeah, literally. The and it's like, and it's like at, least in my, at least in my section, everybody was just like, what the fuck? Like, when is he going to miss? Like, this is insane. And, like, and, like, we last were, three shots, sadly. <laughs> Yeah, and it was just, like, we were all watching and, like, just really, like, taking in the experience, just thinking, like, like man, like, we've been so focused on all the other shit that's going on. Like, this game is close still. Like, Kyrie is putting on absolute magical performance. Kevin Durant is, like, is passing the ball like a maniac. Bruce Brown seems to be grabbing every rebound and is all over the place as usual. It's just, like, and, like, Claxton's blocking every other shot, it felt like. It was like, insane, it was honestly. Like, 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 just watching that game, like, when they went up 22, I saw, like, Andre Drummond throw behind the back pass, and it was a turnover. And I was like, okay. Like, I was thinking to myself, let's not get a little carried away with this because, like, like, Darius Garland took a microwave score. Like, uh -huh. I know, like, this was a year and a half ago. I just forget, whenever I put, we play the Cavs, I think of that Colin Sexton game when they couldn't miss. And I just I was getting flashbacks of that. And I was just like, please don't play the game, like you said. Like, Garland was scoring. I know Kevin Love made a couple big threes. Like, oh my god, he was like out of nowhere. Kevin Love came in because, like, we went obviously we went to the game against the Cavs on Friday. Kevin Love didn't do anything. It, he was just like another body out there. He knocks down like three threes, and it's like they were all very timely. It felt like it's like one hundred percent. I I believe it was Kyrie. He there was like some sort. Of, it was either a steal or block. Kyrie gets out in transition, nails a three, 
And it's like you, you look down for two seconds all happy, and you look up and Kevin Love drains like a 35-footer. It's like, Jesus. Like, he was all over the place too. Yeah, like just to go over some stat sheets, I guess, since we're on the topic. So for the Nets, Andre Drummond had a really good game, 16 and 8. They didn't play him down the stretch, which I want to go into a little more when you go talk about rotations. Yeah. Um, Kevin Durant with 25 points, five rebounds, 11 assists. He didn't have his like, he was like just an average game for Durant. Like in the first half, it was kind of like the Nets were up 20 and Durant barely scored. I'm like, damn, like if he's getting these yeah, because, because it was like, it was the, it was the Kyrie Irving show really to start. It was yeah. like, and it was like we were all focused on Kyrie not missing just because of the volume and the difficulty of the shots he was taking. But through the first half, Katie and Kyrie both, I think, missed one shot combined. 13 for 14. <laughs> like, they shot the lights yeah, out of the like, ball. <laughs> it was like, or maybe that might have been by the by the th- by the end of the third. But like it was like no, at half, one point like a significant arc. Yeah. yeah, it was half. Like they missed one shot combined. It was it was ridiculous. There I was like, we were 13, all just like yeah. kind of focused on that. It was yeah, insane. It, it was it was insane. Kyrie finished with 34 and 12. It was the first time Kyrie and Katie both had double doubles in the same game with assists. And Kyrie, oh my god, wait, hold on, hold on. That's actually really funny because somebody did a uh, did a um, like the trivia question, like on the jumbotron. And one of the questions was Kyrie and Katie are the first pair of Nets teammates to do blank in the same season. And the answer was uh, finished with over 25 points per game. But one of the options was get a double-double in the same game. That's actually yeah, really like, funny. This never happens. That was the first time, actually. I thought that was pretty cool. Kyrie had 12 yeah. assists. Durant had 11. They were getting a lot of guys involved. Bruce Brown had 18, 9, and 8. Very close to another triple-double. I know he was talking about it um, the other day, and Katie was making fun of him. Um, Nick Claxton, a very good 13, 9, and 5 blocks. Durant had 3 blocks himself, actually. I wanted to point that yeah. out. Yeah. It was like it was like KD and Clax, both, like they had to have straight-up glassed somebody at least like four like four times combined it eight blocks like combined they, insane there was like but they was all, all just like off the glass every single time they were swatting the hell out of the ball and mm-hmm. it, it was unfortunate because a lot of them couldn't they couldn't really capitalize and transition off them because they were either going out of bounds or they were just going right back to the calves but it was like they were blocking almost everything it was nuts Great defense, and that's all around. And then the rest of the guys that played were Mills, Drogic, and Edwards. They all kind of struggled. Edwards looked like he was kind of scared out there. He has 0 for 5 yeah. from the fields, kind of getting posted up on defense. Drogic just came off of COVID, so I'm going to give him a little bit of pass. He hasn't played since March 31st. Mills did two timely threes, so I'd say he did what he had to do. Like, maybe he like uh-huh. one or two more there, but you can't really complain. Shooting two, two of – where is it? He was two for five, so really not a terrible game for Patty Mills. Um, Seth Curry kind of didn't struggle. He had he played 33 minutes, didn't score at all. He was 0 for 4. I know yeah, two waved off. So like it was man. weird. It was very odd to see uh Seth struggle like that because it was just like the majority, like I don't think he even took like really a tough shot. They were all really just open and he wasn't on. Yeah. I hope this isn't like I hope it doesn't turn into another Joe Harris situation, but like I I, I'm not gonna that. I'm not gonna know. go that far. I'm not gonna go yeah. that far because he. Uh, well, so let's give he, it. Let's give it like a series because, like, yeah, yeah, like he's uh, he's done enough for us to give him the benefit of the doubt with his shooting. So I'm not I'm not gonna trip over it. One bad game and like he's dealing with the ankle. He did a lot of the little things defensively and just uh, defensively diving for loose balls, fighting for rebounds, all the usual stuff that he does. So and just facing the I'm floor too. Like, to you have to keep a look at that aspect too. Like he kept the floor space. Yeah. And then what I was going to say is people were making comments that the Nets could only win this game by like six to eight points with like Katie and Kyrie playing flawless and with a good game from Drummond and Bruce Brown. But I like to point out the contrary, point to the contrary, like Patty Mills, Goran Drogic and Seth Curry, the Nets three like spacing point guards 
give them almost zero to little offense. They had a total of nine points combined, and that's six of them came from Patty. Like, come on. Like, like obviously, some of those guys may come down to the mean, but Bruce Brown's been playing at this level for, like, two and a half months. This is not, like, an extra out of ordinary game. Like, Drummond and Claxton, like, they've been pretty solid, like, the last, like, stretch since Durant's been back, too. So I wouldn't say these are, like, out of the norm games. Like, Seth Curry getting zero points is out of the norm. Like, I don't know yeah. if Magic is going to like to shoot the lights out of the ball. His main deal is to facilitate. But, like, th- that's not really, like, that crazy. I just yeah. I feel like Kess is good, good to hit, like, two threes if he's out there with Katie and Kyrie because of spacing. So, I felt like – Yeah, and, and that's that's the other thing because I believe in the Celtics series, it was the game where, like, I believe it was Kyrie and Joe Harris struggled and, like, Jeff Green went off for, like, 27. Like, that's a game that's out of the normal, even though, like, Jeff Green was, like, producing for us. Like, he was putting up, like, nine points a game for us. He was, like, seven like, for seven that game from three. Yeah, but, like, but like Jeff Green, like, that's an out of the normal game, even though he's, like, yeah, even though yeah. he was, like, uh, producing big time for us last year. But, like, for anybody to say that, like, Bruce Brown right now, the way he's playing is, like, out of the normal and it's not going to last, he's been doing this the entire second half of the season. And it's, like, Katie said he expects that from him at this point, and we should because there's no reason not to. He's just been so good, nailing his threes consistently, fighting for rebounds, still doing all the stuff on the defensive end, diving for loose balls. He's even playmaking, and he's the main ball handler and the role man in the pick and roll. Like he's, he's able to ball down. Yeah, I was going to say, Kyrie's playing off ball. It was all last year when James Harden was at his peak. Kyrie was at his best playing off the ball. Like, yeah, Kyrie's yes. on the court sometimes, and so can KD. But Bruce Brown doing that and letting Kyrie and KD kind of like run some plays on the side and coming off ball is so deadly and it's just insane and like the way they were running those screens like 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 yesterday like when like bruce brown would penetrate and then like like an extra pass to like klaxon or drummonds i just felt like the ball moving yesterday was insane like the way they were just moving the ball around like it was yeah, better than like, just running ISOs. It's almost and it's also at the point where it's like i don't know anymore if bruce brown is is like which one he's better at as the as like the ball handler or the role man in the pick and roll he's been that good in every facet of the game and he still hits his three-point shots now. Like he that's all stat. He's eighth in the NBA. I'm sure we talked about this last pod. He's yes. eighth in NBA in three-point percentage. Like since that the all-star break. That's like a large sample size. It's not like we're talking about four games where he's like five for six. Like, yes. And it's like, it's and it's also like minimum, there. it was also like minimum 50 attempts because I saw like a graphic with that. What I do like, so too, like he like knows when not to shoot them. Like yesterday he had a wide open look and he like was looking to pass because he knows like Kyrie and Katie should be taking the majority of the shots. He'll take them yeah. to keep the defense honest. But he's not shooting like seven of them a game because he knows you probably like right now. Game. Right now, the way Bruce Brown is playing, it is the epitome of Draymond Green. Like yeah. peak Draymond Green. I'm not saying he's as good as peak Draymond Green because peak Draymond Green was just otherworldly. But Bruce Brown right now, he's like under the mindset where it's like good shot for a great one, and that's something Draymond would always preach. Like that Bruce could take, motor, Bruce yeah. Could take, yeah, like Bruce could take the open three. He obviously can, but like. You have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving as well as Seth Curry and, like, Andre Drummond or Nick Claxton down low where you could all look to. Or, like, even if Seth Curry's not there, Patty Mills. You know, like, he could take that three, but I feel like he thinks that three is a last resort, and he's still taking them and knocking them down when he can. But it's just, like, he's, like, more focused still on getting other guys the looks that they should be getting, which is awesome. Yeah, like yesterday there was this one play that Romeo Dream now that you mention it. So the Kyrie had the ball up top and the defense came up as they would like with Steph on Golden State. So like the double team comes. So the one defender comes off of Bruce. Bruce is rotate. So Clax then Claxon's down low. So Claxon defender comes up for Bruce to defend his floater. And he does a little floater to Claxton for an alley oop. And I'm just like, that's he did that like four times. Yeah, there was like four Bruce Brown to Alley to Nick Claxton's. There was like four of the exact same play. 
It was awesome. Beautiful. It was really nice to see the Nets offense actually roll without some ISOs and actually running some plays. And like I said, Andre Drummond was great. Claxton was great at the center position. I think we found a rotation there. I'd be shocked if we see any Aldridge or Griffin at the playoffs unless we see an injury. Like well, just, according like, to Charles yeah. Barkley, that's going to be a big point for the Cavs to be able to stop them. Oh, wow. I'm <laughs> Did sure you the see that? The Celtics Charles, Barkley, Charles Barkley was straight up talking out of his ass about the Nets. He was like, before the game, he said, the Cavs are going to need to find a way to contain LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin, all those guys. And then, Before and the then game or is this like after the game? Before the game. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, they haven't played in literally like – a month. <laughs> I'm like, they haven't really played like in the second half of the season, like at all, both of them. Yeah. I'm like, like just... they've they've probably each played in like three games in the second half. Yeah, I'm just... like, like Charles Barkley was this. talking completely, <laughs> completely out of his ass. And I was like, oh geez. I'm like, you gotta be better. Yeah, that, 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 if you're if you're watching that's the last month, you know that's not true. Cam Thomas exactly. didn't play, which I wasn't really shocked about. Like, I don't see him playing a lot either because it's just the way the rotations go in the playoffs, it gets very, very short. And it's just not going to go that way. Just looking at Cleveland's box score really quick. He's, like we said, Garland at 34 and 5. Um, Kevin Love at 14, 3 or 4 shooting from 3. Levert struggled 4 off of the field, only 12 points. Mobley got 19. Markin in 13. Accord even score. Rondo had some nice passes. And the rest of the bench really wasn't like that like that great. Like yeah. with the loss of Jared Allen was huge for the Nets. Feel bad for the Cavs, considering they had a really good start to the season. It looked like a lock to make the playoffs. Now they're going to be facing a, an elimination game on Friday at back home at Cleveland, either against the Hawks or Charlotte, depending on who wins tonight. So that's yeah. going to be tough because I see the Hawks are going to be tough. Even Charlotte, like they, those teams get hot from three. If a team gets hot from three, I don't know if Cleveland has enough offense. I'd assume I'm really, I'm really excited for that game, the Hawks and the Charlotte Hornets. Well, that game's be fun tonight. The second game is a little stinky, the Char- the New Orleans San Antonio game, but it's literally it's literally going to be it's going to be uh, CJ versus Dejounte. That game is going to be. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think whoever wins that game is going to lose to the Clippers. To be honest, yeah, the Clippers won yesterday. Clippers Shout out D'Lo. Shout Clippers out D-Lo. ran into the monster of Patrick Beverly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, that game was Patrick fun Beverly. yesterday, though. That really was a fun game. That like was so much fun. Arena got lit. Like, I didn't know the Seals had fans. I know they had fans, but I didn't think they were that fun. Like, that game had a bit of everything. You had Patrick Beverly all over the place. Cat fouled out after a stinker. Anthony Edwards was showing that he's going to be, like, a top-tier superstar. D'Angelo Russell went back to, like, icing his – Yeah, icing his veins, Yeah, that was a – That was definitely playoff. It's huge, in my opinion. I feel like Memphis – like, as great as it has been this year, they're beatable. Like, if the Clippers have Paul George, you need to get Kawhi back. They're very beatable for Memphis. And I think the T-Wolves Memphis is going to be a series. I don't think Memphis is going to steamroll them. Like, I, I put Memphis on upset alert. I don't know if they'll lose that series, but I can see that. I think both I think both two seeds are going to lose. Like, I, can I see said them. that when we, made, when we made our picks last episode, I said that. I said the Timberwolves are probably going to win this playing game. That's why I thought that, that playing was down. bigger than our playing. Like, I know yes. we didn't want to Because nobody – because, like, even the eighth seed in the East – like I don't feel like anybody is truly that scared of Miami. Like, so like that's like yes, like you are terrified of playing Phoenix. If Phoenix sure. somehow gets like San Antonio, New Orleans, that might be the biggest slaughter I've ever seen in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> like if somehow yeah. that happens. No, I mean I thought that that's why I think that game was so intense because it's like, would you rather play a young, inexperienced Grizzlies team or would you rather play Chris Paul and Devin Booker and? And DeAndre Ayton and Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson, all these guys coming off a finals run. Yeah, I agree. Like, 
who, yeah, when they all think that they should have won last year and they're all disappointed. And they, they are motivated to get back. They're the best team in the league this year. It was just like, you do not want to play the Suns. Like, that's why that game probably had so much intensity. And, like, plus it's just, like, it's Patrick Beverly trying to prove a point to his old team. He was said he was disrespected by the contract. He felt disrespected by the contract offer that the Clippers gave him, so he wanted to go out to another spot and prove that he could do what he does. And Patrick Beverly's another guy, like, in that, like, Bruce Brown, Draymond Green territory where they just do all the little things. And they constantly improve. And I make a living off, living off of that. I give them a shout out. I know they clowned them yesterday for kind of like over exaggerating winning a playing game. Like they were jumping on the scores table. They were crying. Hey, that was it's like fun, their though. first home like playoff game in like a while. So like they have two appearances in seventeen have their years, home. and their one appearance they got destroyed by the James Harden led Rockets. So like that was like their first good moment in the playoffs probably in yeah. like two decades. Like come on, yeah. Maybe the it's last not time playoffs, they had any but... like legitimate playoff kids, uh, success was like KG was still there, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I know technically the plane's not considered playoffs because like I remember when Kyrie was 12 for 12, they said it technically wasn't it would have been the best start of playoff history, not missing from the field, but technically the plane is not considered the playoffs. So not considered the regular season. So I really don't know. I guess it's some like weird purgatory thing. But yeah, like it, it was I funny. mean, Reggie, Reggie Miller kept saying it last night. This is a playoff game. We're counting this as a playoff game. I do too. That's why I see it. If you're facing elimination, it's a playoff game. Yeah, you're facing elimination. That's that's exactly how I see it. Yeah, like so it's like the fun. wild like the wild card game in baseball is considered a playoff game. Like <laughs> I call, call it how it is, you know. It was fun, honestly. The first game was nice. It was I was able to enjoy the second game. If the Nets lost, it probably wouldn't have been as fun to watch that second game. So I've been worrying all week until Friday because it'd not be fun worrying about a do or die game Friday. So I'm glad the Nets just took care of business. Didn't have to face elimination. So we don't have to worry about the plane anymore. We're worrying about all year. Ever since the Nets had like the three for 17, three and 17 stretch, the plane's done. Now we're in the playoffs. Seeds don't matter. Like once you're in the playoffs, everyone's oh no. I know it's a cliche saying, but the Nets are in and they're playing the Boston Celtics and they're getting revenge, even though they, they won the series last year. This is a different Celtics team, like we said. Like we wanted to play them over Milwaukee. I think that's a fair assumption. Like I don't think I'd rather play Miami, but like we said, we didn't want to face the elimination game. It's gonna be a fun series. Um, what do you what do you think about the series against Boston? What are you looking for? Uh, to start off, I'm not a fan of what Bruce Brown said after the game yesterday. I that. Yeah, that was <laughs> – you don't want to give us both more material. That's the th- what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, KD didn't like it either. But, like, well, you don't you – don't what, was, what was the quote again? It was – we're going to have – He said – he said not have – them not having Robert Williams is huge because now we could attack Horford and Tice. <laughs> you just don't want to say that because if you struggle, yeah. Horford and Tice has, like, locks you down. It's just, like – it's just another added pressure. And like Katie even shut it down right away. Like you don't want to give him that. It's the caffeine talking. Like, don't do that stuff. So it was just kind of like whatever. He's a young player. He's finally coming to his own in the NBA. So I guess he's just excited. Yeah. He a great game. He won a playing game. He's probably looking at a big contract this offseason. He's thinking about a title run potentially. So I get it. But one step at a time. It's very, very long steps to go. You need 16 more wins to actually talk shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Two-month journey coming up. So I, I, did, I do agree with that. Um. Looking at rotations and stuff, I guess it's a good time before we actually go preview the series a little bit. Ben Simmons is looking to come back by game three. But today he put an yes. Instagram story up of this emoji he uses, like with like smoke coming out of his nose before he plays games and he put his shoes on the story saying like something like that. Game what one, if he, he plays game one. It's Sunday. So he has five more days. Well, now it's four. But like that's not a crazy turnaround. And the way the series is like laid out, I forgot how annoying this is in the NBA. There's a lot of gaps in between games. So game one is Sunday at Boston. Game two is Wednesday. So two days off. The game three is Saturday. So we may not see him game one. We may. I don't know what the Instagram story means. Maybe it just means he's coming back, but not this game. But he's game coming. three is Saturday. He's is a week and a half. Shams, Shams By game three, it's a lock. 
By game three, it's yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's playing in Boston, but by game three next Saturday, that's like a week, like 10 days from now, he's going to be there. And I think if the Nets can steal a game in Boston, it's legitimate chance. I think the Nets, having Ben Simmons, I think the Nets can win this series. Yeah, yeah Sean Shaw on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, and he had said um, uh, Ben Simmons is targeting a return in the first round. Um, and he said game one and two might be unlikely. But by game three, it would it, he would be surprised if he's not playing by game four, if everything goes well. So, and he said Ben is very confident that he will be able to return in the first round. So that's also really cool to hear. Um, at the same time, it's just like it's 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 a huge get for the Nets to get Ben Simmons back. And I mean, it's going to be interesting. We're going to have a few more pods before that happens, most likely, unless like out of nowhere he's available for Game One on Sunday. <laughs> so yeah, we'll that's going to be interesting. But if he could come in and he could provide fifteen to twenty minutes of guarding uh, either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum throughout the course of the game. That's huge for the Nets. He has great career stats against those guys. I was looking up stats. Like he yeah, I saw that too. Under on him, them. I think Tatum averages only like 17 points against Ben. And like usually we all know Tatum's like a 25 point per game score. So and Tatum usually kills the Nets. So that would be huge. <laughs> yeah, like anything. Just to get like, like we said, like the Celtics are really long. They have Tatum, they have Brown, Smart's like six six for a point guard. They have Horford, Tice. They have a very big team. And like Running Kyrie, Curry, and Brown is going to be very undersized. So having Simmons out there, like, I don't think he's going to – we said he was going to take Bruce Brown's minutes. Now that Bruce Brown's kind of, like, changed his game, I don't know if that's going to be the case. Maybe, like, take some of Kessler's minutes. Maybe Bruce goes from, like, 40 to, like, 30 to 35. I don't know. I think Nash is going to have to learn on the go with rotations because I don't know if it's a clear cut answer here. It's kind of just mixing and matching, I would guess. But – it's going to be interesting. Like, I think the Nets really, really do have a good shot. Like, I think that we kind of know who's going to be in the rotation at this point. There's no Blake. There's no LaMarcus. There's no Cam. From the guys that played yesterday, that's who I expect playing forward. Moving forward, maybe Kess comes out for Ben. I don't know. Like, we'll have to see on that. But I think though that we have a kind of our set eight to nine-man rotation. Don't you agree? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it definitely seems like it's all but a guarantee at this point that just, like, Kessler is there to fill in minutes for Ben. And, like, I guess, like, the rotation might get a little bigger because, I mean, in the minutes that Ben can't play, if you still want a little bit of size, you throw Kessler out there for a little bit. Um, and obviously you still have Bruce Brown playing at the level that he's playing. And you obviously you have Seth Curry. Patty Mills has earned his way back into the rotation. He's been playing very, very well as of late. So, I mean, it seems that we're on the right track. I mean, eight and then probably nine if you keep Kessler in and just throw some Ben Simmons minutes in there. So – Looks looks like it's pretty much set at this point. Yeah, and the Celtics, we said the Celtics have their kind of set set eight or nine guys to it. Say it's eight. They go starting with Smart, Horford, Brown, Tice, and Tatum, and off the bench probably only going to see Pritchard, Derek White, and uh, Grant Williams. So they're yeah. not very deep. I know people kept saying, "Who's be the third score for the Nets?" They have a lot of third scores. Seth Curry can pop off for twenty. Andre Drummond can pop off for twenty. Freaking Goran Dragic, maybe not Goran Dragic. Maybe Patty Mills, maybe. Like Bruce Brown, like the next, the next so legitimately like it feels like everybody in the Nets rotation could pop off for at least 15 at night. I think the Nets third best players ever rotating door of whoever has the hot hands. And I'm not saying that to be like cliche, but it's really true. Like Bruce can go for 16. Like Seth Curry can make four or five threes. Patty Mills can make four or five threes. Like Drummond yesterday, 18 points. That's like a good third point score. Like like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not really like, like I think it's getting overblown. And I, I think the Celtics, if anything, have to worry about their depth 
being the real issue here because I'm not losing sleep or Horford going off or Tice or even Pritchard. Like Grant Williams can make a few threes here, maybe smart, but like it's not like they have a, a third guy that's going to drop 30 on us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a guy like like Derek White could easily go off for like 20, but it's just like I feel like he's the only one that like we really got to worry about outside of the usual suspects. And I think our bigs match up pretty well against their bigs. I'm not like of all the bigs in the Eastern Conference, Horford and Tice are pretty manageable to defend. You can't keep leave them open, look on yeah. they can hit the three ball. But I think Drummond and Claxton we won't have to worry about that much about like the, those situations, like about like getting switched on with those guys. Like yeah, against Tatum or Brown, like obviously they're going to struggle more so. Drummond's not Claxton, but you know what I mean. Like I think the Nets will be in pretty good shape in that regards. I do wanted to point out yesterday, like Claxton played that entire fourth quarter at the bigs. I think I think Nash should do every game just because you don't want to get into a situation where they're just fouling Drummond on purpose. Like yeah. to just get the free throws, which not that Claxton's a great shooter, but he's respectable enough where you can't do that. Typically, you do that for guys below 50% because you'd rather take, you say, oh, he makes one out of two. It's less than scoring two times. Claxton's yeah. around like 60 marks, so you kind of don't do that with him. That's kind of the way teams look at that kind of stuff. But like the odds of Drum making two for two, I just feel like that's what's going to happen. So I feel like Drummond, like it's going to be like two thirds first half Drummond, two thirds Claxton second half. I think that's the way they're going to split the minutes up. Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I like the way that our bigs match up. I'm not I'm not going to really stress too much about that matchup. What I'm really just worried about is who's guarding Jalen Brown. Because <laughs> that's the thing. If Ben is there, I mean, Tatum or Brown can both take on KD. I, or like KD can take on either one of them. But it's just like who's guarding the other one in the minutes that Ben can't play. I mean, I guess you I guess you could throw Bruce Brown on Jalen Brown and see how it works. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of booing uh, Sunday between Bruce Brown Kyrie Irving coming back again. Um, yeah. It's going to be a toxic series. I don't think it's going to be any love loss for either side. Like, obviously, the, the, the players respect each other. I think Kyrie's still close to Tatum and Jalen. Durant and Tatum have this mutual love for each other. So I don't think it's be bad in that regards. But the fan base is definitely looking on FanDuel. They're actually almost even in series odds. Celtics are favored in game one. I think just each team's to be favored at home. That's the way it's looking like, depending on yeah. how the series plays out. The Nets are actually plus 600 to win the championship. While the Celtics are plus 1,200, so that's interesting that they're even in series odds. But for future odds, the Nets are double the Celtics. I think yeah, it's just that's pride to experience. But yeah. it's going to be fun. I think push comes to shove. You want star players in the playoffs. I think I take Katie and Kyrie over Tatum and Jalen over as a duo. Like, yeah. duo versus duo. Just your role players have to outplay the other team's role players. Yeah. I think our and role players but, but then even when you think about it, like our role players, I'll put our guys up against almost anybody against almost anybody else in the league. Yeah. You can't look ahead. Like, I know Milwaukee's sitting there in the second rounds. We're assuming they're to beat the Bulls. You have to beat the Celtics first. They're not the same Celtics last year where we just played with our food. Like, they're playing Evan Fournier, Kemba Walker, and Jabari Parker last year. Those guys yeah. aren't on the Celtics anymore. Like, the Celtics team is better coached. They have our former assistant, Ayama Duka. He's making comments about the Bruce Brown stuff, saying, like, Horford and Tice are more than capable defenders, whatever. Like, they're very, very well coached. They can play great defense. They're better on offense this year. They're tighter in rotations. I think it's going to be a very, very long series. I say it 100% goes six or seven. I don't see any way it doesn't. Like, yeah. How about you? Like, I don't think we're going to sweep it. I don't think they're going to sweep it. I think it's going to be tough. I don't know what to expect. Obviously, I hope the Nets pull it out. I just, we, we, we're good. We have to survive bad shooting nights if we have one, though. It's going to be tough to survive those bad Katie or Kyrie shooting nights because I know we mentioned they kind of don't go off on the same night, even though yesterday they kind of did. For the first time, I think. Yeah. 
So you kind of need like those performances. But in the playoffs, I trust those guys. They both have championship pedigree. Like it's not like we have the guys that haven't done it before and been there. Yeah. It's gonna be fun though. Like I really am excited for the series. It sucks we gotta wait till Sunday, but I think our guys could use the rest. The Nets yeah, have definitely could use them. since April 2nd. Isn't that crazy? What'd you say? The last time the Nets left New York was like April 2nd. Because they played yeah, that's crazy. four to five at home and one was against the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we were thinking, um, and remember, we were talking about, like, Kyrie wouldn't be able to play until, like, literally, like, almost the, like, it would have been the play-in if we were still a lower seed. And we but, had the home game, so it probably would have been to, like, Sunday. It would have been, like, almost, like, three weeks off. So thank yeah. God. Who knows? Yeah, and who, know, and who knows if we make it out of the play without Kyrie, especially with that performance he had last night. I don't think we do. <laughs> exactly. So thank God Kyrie's back. Thank God I have to worry about stuff. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the series. We may end up collabing, or I may end up collabing with the Celtics Eat Those Nets podcast, um, previewing the series. I'm sure me, you, and Cody will do one pod before game one because game one's always yeah. Sunday. Yeah. So we'll probably do like a more in depth series preview, I would say, because right now it's still very preliminary. Maybe we'll get yeah. a Simmons update like when it gets closer because Nash is still just talking out of his ass. I don't think we're getting any info information out of him. Yeah, we're not going to get anything. <laughs> anything you want to say about the series or about the games or about the Nets like in general before we wrap it up? Oh, no. It's been, it's been a really, really weird season. And, I mean, what other way to do it than to have a really, really weird championship run coming out of the seventh seed? <laughs> yeah, officially clinched. I forgot to mention that the Nets officially clinched. I don't know. We considered the play. Yeah. The Nets are going to the playoffs. They made the playoffs seven to ten times now. In Brooklyn. I say it's a little bit of an underrated run, personally speaking. I think. Yeah, because it looks so like it looks so grim for a while. So. Yeah, that those two the two year stretch and no, through two and a half year stretch, no draft picks. Like end of before Sean beginning of it. Brutal. Very ugly. I know this. Like, and since these guys signed here, like it really hasn't been like a cakewalk at any point. Like. Constant yeah. drama, constant injuries, constant stuff off the court. But this is probably like the most positive run I'd say we had it like in a while in terms of like the last yeah. like two, two and a half weeks of like since yeah. the Atlanta game. I think it's really been like positive vibes. Like I feel like we can get good results. We're on a five game winning streak. So let's keep the winning streak going. Um, yeah. Let's try to take this game. Because I know if we end up facing up against Milwaukee, they'll probably be well rested. I'm assuming they take care of the Bulls in four or five. So let's try to get this done as quick as possible. I need I need a Demar and Zach to push them to the limit. At least six. Uh, give us two games. Give us two. Yeah. Give if, us two. If you win the series, I love you even more because then we'll just take one. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. Um. That's all I have. I think you're good too. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you guys t- uh, tuning in to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. By next episode, we should be full strength. Thank you guys for listening. I am your co-host, Anthony Dittmar, and I'm joined by uh, Joe Farrow. So thank you guys for listening once again. Glad the Nets got the playing win. We'll look forward to seeing this round one playoff run take place. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.